0: Today's episode of Hyper
1: Die is, well, kind of improvised. We're just making it up as we go along, so get ready for some shit Which is either, like, the best or worst idea. You always think, my mind is full of so much knowledge and hilarity, if I just get in front of a mic, they need to hear it. But that's not always the case, and you realize that really quick when you hit record, and you're like, ah, uh, this is dead air. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, seriously, we had a, a potential guest lined up uh hopefully we'll have him on in the future i just don't think it worked out
1: this week and we should probably learn not to rely on guests because there's only so many you can (laughs) interview related to five iron listen
0: uh... (laughs) huggins there are seven billion people in this world i think that we can interview each and every one of them at some point right
1: yeah everyone's got a story to tell or some hippie crap i don't know totally
0: like i mean you got seven billion weeks to live. I can do this. So um, actually, that brings me to an interesting idea. I would love to hear back from people listening to the show. I think Huggins would as well. Yes. We'd love to maybe have some fans on this show. We've already talked to one member of the band, uh, which is pretty, uh, pretty awesome. If I do say so myself, totally. You can't see what I'm doing, but I'm like brushing my fingernails on my shirt. (laughs) So we'd love to hear from you guys especially, you know, your story, that's important to us because I think it's important to all of us when we're in kind of a fan community, the community aspect becomes very important.
1: Absolutely. I'm going to call out some people by name because I know a few that would be perfect. Uh, I don't know if you know JT. Dude's awesome. Like maybe has one of like the most out there like personalities as far as five iron frenzy goes he would be really cool to interview ali like she's crazy into it too she's awesome as well Um, leslie i don't know if you know her she i think officially does all the photography for five iron frenzy i don't think she's missed a show ever so yeah like there there's not there's an abundance of super fans out there who are willing to do anything um i say that but if i ask them they'll probably say no so i should probably not jinx it
0: so, yeah, we want to talk to the Five Iron family.
1: There's so many of you guys, so, like, reach out to us, anyone.
0: Definitely. Why don't we go ahead and get into some news? Newsboys cover of Daniel Bashta's God's Not Dead song, that single, has officially gone platinum.
1: I bet Daniel Bashta is not too pleased that uh, he didn't go platinum with it, but uh, that's interesting. Do, do a lot of Christian records go platinum or singles? You know, that's a good question. I I don't know. I guess we'd have to look it up on the
0: RIAA, the Recording Industry Association of America, and see which records have gone platinum. But that's pretty cool that that the single itself has gone platinum, but it's it's Newsboys, so we kind of expect that from them to an extent.
1: I'm sure the movie played a big part in that, too. Like, that movie was massive. It was like an evangelical tool.
0: Yeah, you— you were saying you saw it, right? I, I didn't see it.
1: I did. Like, If I'm going to be completely honest, like, I stay away from Christian media most of the time. I find a lot of it to be... Terrible? It's, just, it, it, it's mostly terrible. I mean, like VeggieTales was the one good Christian media that I enjoyed, and that's a cartoon. So my mom wanted to go check it out. Um, I think she's seen it like four or five times. And so I, I'm a good son, so I decided I'd go with her. It wasn't terrible. It was not as bad as a lot of Christian movies, like not what you'd expect. It wasn't like horrible production quality. The the acting was not terrible. It was also not great. Um, (laughs) It was certainly uplifting. And and, I mean, you don't leave there feeling more negative. Um, I just I, I wasn't cheering and screaming at the end like a lot of people. So I think I might not understand it like they did.
0: Apparently not. Oh, somebody's trying to get in my door.
1: Uh, please don't get murdered right now. I really don't want to have to see it on Skype. You know, upsetting that'd be. It might ruin like the next couple hours.
0: <laughs> What's that? I really hope
1: you. My, I really hope you have roommates. No,
0: it's my brother. He's walking <laughs> in.
1: The reason I was asking you about it going platinum, um, I just remember like DC Talk, a lot of the big bands back in the day that actually had some mainstream success. It seemed like their most exciting points was when they're was when their records went gold. And that's, that seemed to be like a big thing in the Christian industry is them going gold. I don't know that I've ever heard of a Christian album going platinum. I don't know if that's, I I don't know.
0: Well, you know, if we know anything from South park that Christian records don't actually go platinum, they go myrrh.
1: And if they do like 200,000 go double myrrh. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I, okay. So when I was growing up, when that episode came out, the, if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, South Park did an episode of South Park, obviously, where they, um, it was based on Christian rock. And, uh, so they, they created a Christian band and they, they played up on all the stereotypes. Like I think one of the band's name was Sanctified and they, they Cartman started a Christian band where he would write these songs, but all he would do was take love songs, remove the word baby and add the word Jesus. And I remember as a kid, when I was still like super into the whole scene, um, finding it extremely offensive, but laughing. And I'm, I'm kind of glad now that I can put enough distance to, there to enjoy it because that is funny stuff, man. I, I assume you've seen the episode. Oh right? yeah. I,
0: I happen to love that episode. Uh, it's, you it's know, perfect. All of the stereotypes, including the racist ones, you know,
1: yeah. <laughs> token <laughs> With token, because black people just know how to play the bass, And if you don't right. know, you know how to play the bass. go to your basement. You have a bass, and then learn how to play it, which is instinct. Apparently. Right. To South Park.
0: That was I think that was my favorite part of that episode is that he he immediately picks up the bass, starts playing very well. And he just he's like, oh, <laughs> Cartman <laughs>
1: <laughs> just because. Yeah, just because he knows how to play and plays like this, like super funky bass line. Um, and then was Butters like the the drum player. He has like the little like teddy bear drum set and then their bol- their album goes double Mur. That mo- That episode's hilarious, especially like. The thing about that episode, though, is I I I feel like there's a lot of people that wouldn't understand that episode unless they've been immersed in the Christian music scene. And so I I almost wish that they could have, I mean, Sanctified, they have to be playing that off the band Justified, like that's, and they even spelled it the same way, the the F-I-D-E and not the F-I-E-D. That's, it's too perfect.
0: So in other, in other Christian music news, John Foreman of Switchfoot is releasing The Wonderlands, Sunlight, the first in four EPs. Uh, that basically contain 24 songs, one for each hour of the day. That first EP releases on May 26th, but you can actually hear the first single, Caroline, on Spotify right now. Huggins and I both checked it out earlier. It's pretty good stuff. I actually really liked it. I, I've not been a huge fan of, of Switchfoot in recent years, but it's, I mean, it's good stuff from John Foreman.
1: It's certainly a lot different than Switchfoot. And, uh, I know a lot of people who got really into John Foreman and his whole thing. Like it kind of caught on with the hipsters, even like in the secular um, side of things. I, I kind of saw people getting into it and he certainly has talent. And I think what he's doing with Switchfoot right now is or with outside of Switchfoot, is more interesting than what he's doing with Switchfoot now. So I don't know. I also used to hate concept albums. Like when I was in high school, I was so douchey. I couldn't stand them. Oh, Tommy see, was like I, the only one I like.
0: I've always loved concept albums and, and rock operas like. Tommy from The Who is one of the most awesome pieces of music of the past. I gave, you know, however many I, years.
1: I gave Tommy a pass. That's a great album. Always will be. But I won't, I'm not gonna listen to American Idiot or something like that. Well, because that's, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's, it's some, bad. It's bad music with a concept and it doesn't, a concept doesn't help bad music.
0: Well, what about concept bands like Coheed and Cambria, where instead of being concept albums, it's like, the whole band is the band is named after characters in this story that they're telling through all of their albums.
1: I don't know. Like I've, I've kind of changed since then. I think that's actually kind of cool. Anything to make your music different is kind of fun. Um, I can see it being played out pretty fast. Um, sure. but I guess, I don't know. Isn't like Christian music kind of a concept genre. <laughs> like, <laughs> I suppose it is. I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll take it. Like, I'm branching out. I was a douchey high schooler. I was against everything that was catching on. I just had to be that guy. So I sure. think I'll check out John Foreman. I see. No, I, I like his, I like what I heard. So didn't you say plums coming out with a new album? Plum is coming out with a new album. That's
0: out of nowhere. It seems, uh, I don't
1: know. I don't know if it's interesting cause I want to hear it or just that plum is still around. Like of all bands to not break up after like 20 years, they made it. <laughs>
0: Moving on to Five Iron Frenzy. Now, how about this, uh,
1: this con? Actually, Mark, can I, can I stop yeah. you for a second? Speaking of Christian music, especially 90s Christian music, did you know that Carmen is still a thing and he's still relevant? What? Yeah, no, I'm not kidding. I saw a poster for a Carmen show. Um, I'm actually part of a 90s, it's called the 90s Christian music recovery group. If you're from the group and listening, thank yeah. you. Um, and I saw a poster for a Carmen show and I was like, Oh my god, that really brings it's, me back. I was real? like, wait a second, that show's in two it's weeks. Real? He's still playing. Oh my gosh. And he has this he has this weird fame now because he's like for old Christian kids, it's like ironic to listen to him. And I would love to see what one of his shows is like now. Um with all these kids who remember him and think he's like silly. Um dude, if Carmen comes anywhere halfway between you and me, we have to meet up in that city <laughs> and go see Carmen. Like we we have no, to. No, we need to. Uh, same with Hillsong.
0: <laughs> Hillsong. <laughs> nah, Hillsong plays here all the time. Like, I, I don't know if I can handle that.
1: Um, all right. We, we skip Hillsong, but Carmen, we have to travel the country to see it. We should just go on tour yeah, with let's, him. Let's get a go bus. go on tour with Carmen, man. <laughs> we'll have a hyper tour. Do an episode from each show and just review it. And basically, I don't know, just do what everyone else does and just kiss Carmen's ass. And... Dude, I also hear really weird things about Carmen, like, outside of uh, his music. I hear it's really bizarre. I think it might have been you that was telling me, like, he requests very odd things in his green room, like, refers to himself as Carmen in the third person. Like, he's such an Wait, interesting... Can we get real? him on the podcast, please? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Hey, Carmen, if you're listening, we want you on the show.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Let's rephrase that. Carmen, we know you're listening. Please come on the show. Carmen hears and sees all. <laughs> So moving on
0: to Five Iron Frenzy, since that's what we're really here for, as much as we hate ourselves for it. How about this controversy over the weekend uh, with the fans of the Australian pop rock boy band Five Seconds of Summer attacking Five Iron Frenzy because they believed that Five Iron Frenzy was suing the band over... Or was suing Five Seconds of Summer <laughs> over the tally mark logo,
1: but what's funny about? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go, um, what's funny about that is like I knew about the controversy. I guess it exploded recently because of the lawsuit, because um, I had heard about it before, and all the Five Seconds of Summer fans kind of posted here and there. But something happened over the weekend that they went crazy and started really going. Well, here's after what him.
0: happened. There's a hashtag that's been floating around. On Twitter and Instagram, it's hashtag we want the tally back. So what that is, is uh, the band five seconds of summer announced that they were dropping their tally mark logo and replacing it with skulls because skulls are so much more punk rock anyway.
1: Oh, yeah, there's then actually there's, there's this picture
0: that says peace out, tally marks we will miss you. Skulls are so punk rock from the from the kid who looks like he's the poorly supervised one.
1: Ew, dude, they're probably not even saying that to be, like, ironic and funny. They probably really mean that. I think they probably do.
0: So, apparently there's a clothing company called Undefeated, which is a chain of clothing stores, and they use a tally mark logo as their logo.
1: I think you appropriately labeled them as bro clothes. Yes, it's... So you'll probably find a lot of tank tops, a lot of jean shorts, like cargo shorts, stuff like like that. Slip on vans oh like it's with totally stuff painted it's on them. where
0: you go. It's completely a bro store. It's totally the kind of place you would shop before you go play Frisbee golf and, you know, drink some cheap beers with your bros. Maybe listen to some Dane Cook on the way there.
1: It's like the kind of people that you see around like San Antonio, Texas, walking around like they're going to the beach, but there's no beach
0: or Clemson University.
1: Oh, I don't know what that is, but I already hate it.
0: OK, that's here. That's here in South Carolina. It's in the upstate. It's a total bro, like completely preppy, very yeah, so like, hold on, I'm going to just <laughs> I Google Clemson students, and I see this guy I know that's funny. Is he a bro? No, he's not, he's actually got this huge like spiked mohawk, um he just graduated from there actually, and he so he cut holes in his graduation cap so the spikes of his mohawk would stick through it.
1: yeah, that's punk rock, that's actually pretty cool, yeah, I dig it. <laughs>
0: So I'm going to send you a picture of what, like, what typical Clemson students look like.
1: Oh, that's a lot of polos. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I've never seen so many polos and backwards caps in my life. Right? S-
0: right? So, dude, there's... And the They are into their school colors. Like, everybody's wearing, like, orange and purple and, you know.
1: I'll say this uh, without getting too offensive. There's someone who looks a little bit more rough around the edges but the school got to him and he's also wearing a striped polo. Wow this picture says a lot. This tells a big story. Are you talking
0: about the one black guy in the
1: picture? No dude I was until just now. I see two black guys both wearing polos.
0: Okay it's not like it's you know completely rare. You know just because we're in South Carolina doesn't mean that they don't exist here.
1: (laughs) No I, I believe that they exist. You generally don't see someone with cornrows and a striped polo.
0: Well, back to the controversy. So apparently, this clothing store, the the brothing store, <laughs> undefeated, is suing Five Seconds of Summer for their logo. So they're not using the logo anymore. And then, basically, like I, I guess somebody pointed out that Five Iron Frenzy uses the tally marks, and they've been saying, "Well, you, why are you using?" It? Blah blah blah. Uh, was it, one of, one of the things is like. Um, it should be used by bands that people have actually heard of was the phrase that was thrown around a lot. <laughs> and, they're you know, of course, Five Iron being the awesome people, they were very classy. Just said, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not suing anybody over this. We've actually been using this logo since 1997.
1: Yeah. Or was it 95? Um, oh, I don't know. It was whenever uh, it's not very funny, but it's creative. Um, and the funniest thing, I don't know if you've checked it out. Go to uh, Five Iron's Instagram page and look up. They posted a photo that says Cleveland Rocks is the caption. And it's like 988 comments of nothing but like fanboys for this Five Seconds of Summer going off. And it's funny because you can see them spiraling. They go hard in the beginning, like give us back the tally. It's our tally. And then by the end, or like somewhere in the middle, you see that they start to get confused like, wait, is this the band that we should be attacking? Like, is this who we're trying to attack? and then by the end they kind of back off and one of my favorite comments is at the end Brad from 5 Iron I assume cuz it's Brad 5 Iron says thank you FIF fans for taking the high road and <laughs> someone someone tagged it and said Brad 5 Iron I think all the FIF fans were already in bed by the time this mob started cuz we're old <laughs> yeah they go hard man and then like yeah they don't they don't know what they're talking about it's hilarious cuz they're going so hard at this band and 5 Iron friends is just like yeah i think you're uh, i think you're fighting the wrong people here but they did—they did take the high road. That shows that we're good people. We're—we're we're nice fans. I mean, I—if I were active in that conversation, I probably wouldn't take the high road. Um, it's generally not my style. But I applaud Five Iron Fans. Um, after all this controversy happened, um, Five Iron came out and they tagged Five Seconds of Summer, their Instagram page, and they said. This is our first 7-inch from 1995, so you can see we've been using the tally marks for a very long time. I don't know if someone sued you for the logo or what, but I can assure you it wasn't us. I hope that this clears everything up for everyone. We wish you guys the best and lots of success. Maybe we can play some shows together in the future and squash this silliness for good. P.S. Thanks for all the free publicity. Keep on rocking. Oh, there's a winky face in there, too. That that changes a lot. Well,
0: I'm actually looking at a comment from one of the fans that says thank you from, from one of the five seconds of summer fans that says, thank you for your gracious response to all the slays. We're really sorry. So apparently it's calmed down and they're not going after the people that didn't even, you know, wrong their idols in the first place.
1: Let's see if we can get some allies here. Let's, uh, let's get the five iron army. Let's not call them that as douchey. uh, the five iron family. Five iron family let's family, get, bro. let's, let's go and let's attack undefeated too. Why not?
0: No, let's, I don't <laughs> think we should do that.
1: No, we shouldn't jump on the bang- bandwagon. Uh, we don't
0: want Five Iron to get sued for the logo they've been using since God. Recently. Right?
1: Because <laughs> they didn't properly copyright it because they were 14 when they created it. <laughs> By the way, that's pretty interesting to me. I I always thought that the uh, the five tally marks was something that they added after the Kickstarter project. Like that was part of their new rebranding. But yeah, no, it's very clearly on the golf ball from 95. So guess I was wrong. Yeah. What was, it's not funny, but it's, or it's funny, but not very creative. Do you,
0: I actually don't have that one.
1: Was that the one with no, I, the only vinyl I have of five irons is the uh, one with Marty and handbook for the sellout somewhere on my wall. I, I, I that's my collector's The only five
0: iron item. vinyl I have, well, I have inch of a million plots on vinyl, but the only other one I have is a small seven inch of it, On one side, it's a single on one side. It's the phantom mullet. On the other side is Our Finest Hour by Fillmore.
1: Oh, that's weird. That's cool, though. Um, I, I'm not too into vinyls. I'll buy them if they make a cool collector's item. Like I don't know if you have seen it behind me. I have a couple uh, vinyls that I have signed, and I'll do that. I never got into the whole, like, I'm going to sit down in my living room and listen to a vinyl, though. It's funny,
0: but not very creative. Is the one with a flowery song, Third World Think Tank, and the Amy Grant cover everywhere I go.
1: I wonder if that's the same version that was on uh, Upbeats and Be Downs, or if they had like a rough cut of it and put it out first. Because it was from '95. That's before Upbeats, right? Yeah. Okay. It was released
0: at Cornerstone Festival in '96. Only 500 copies were made, and copies have been uh, apparently. Um, so they were, they were only, there were there only there are only 500 copies of this in existence, and uh, apparently some of them have gone for as high as like 250 bucks on eBay. So.
1: Yeah, I want one. So here's what I'm going to do. Hey, Five Iron Frenzy family, as a thank you for us doing this amazing podcast, send us a couple copies. I mean, totally. why not? Totally.
0: If you've got just some extra copies of It's Funny But Not Very Creative lying around, we totally will take those off your hands. Because, I mean, you're just using him as a coaster anyway. And Exactly. I, I mean, you know, help a brother out.
1: Speaking of coaster, um, we don't have to talk about it, but I, I got my girlfriend to watch the entire Five Iron Frenzy documentary. She's not too. She's seen him live. She likes him, but I was amazed that she had the devotion to sit there for three hours with me on a Friday night to watch this documentary.
0: Wait, you actually put that in your DVD player and stopped putting drinks on it?
1: I did. I did. Oh well, no, no, no. It's two discs. I used the disc to watch, and the other disc as a coaster because oh, I don't need to see him live. Okay,
0: you don't want to get water rings on your coffee table.
1: No, of course no. not. And I would rather pay fifteen dollars for a coaster sent to me from Denver than actually. Buy a real coaster? I don't know. <laughs> this is trailing.
0: Totally. Hey, you know, that documentary, <laughs> can I just say, like, man, to the band, if you guys are listening, thanks for making that. To Especially because Reese put in all the work, pretty much, on that, or most of it. You know, put it together.
1: It, he did something. And you can tell. So. And the thing my my girlfriend said about it was like, wow, this must be amazing for super fans like you. There's like everything you want. That documentary is amazing. You know. Three hours.
0: I remember... Um, Last week when we had Micah on, he said that uh, about two years before the band actually got back together, they were talking about getting back together. I wonder Mm -hmm. if it was coinciding with that documentary being released or if they released a documentary instead of getting back together or.
1: It has to. I mean, the timing is too perfect for that, like for that not to be connected. Um, One thing I'll say about the documentary. I love it because I'm a super fan. However. The like editor in me thinks it could have used a couple cuts. <laughs> Sorry if that's offensive to I, you, five iron fans. But
0: to me, I don't know. I, even though I like, I've done a lot of editing and I, I edit this show. I I actually really liked it. The way it flowed, it felt natural. There was some tension in there, like when things should have been cut or things like that. I, I don't know. It, it felt right.
1: The thing, the reason I felt it could, the reason I felt that could have used a good cut is because. So much of it was focused on like the silliness of the band and like old footage from when they were uh, like touring and stuff, which is super fun for super fans. However, like I was saying, if I wanted to show that to someone else who was getting into five iron, they may not have the patience to listen to three hours of them goofing around
0: that, that I agree with. I, I understand that. Um, I understand where you're coming from there. Uh, it was, it is a long documentary and it, it, I mean, it made me cry when I watched it. So, good oh, job. hell yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, especially at the end, like. I, I don't have the patience to sit through all three hours of that documentary. However, from time to time, I will go to about the end, like around the place where in the documentary where they came out with, uh, electric boogaloo. Um, I'll put that on and I'll watch them there till the end, like the emotion, especially the emotion. Like, so, I mean, as you know, like you hear, you have the end is here, or the end is near album and you have the live version of every new day at the end and you can hear the emotion and at the end they, you, they have the talking and the crying and it. it it comes across through the album, but seeing it, seeing Reese on the floor, connecting with fans in a way that you never see yeah. is so emotionally powerful oh, yeah. to see him like, like physically reach out, grab them, get down with them, be on the floor. And just like in what appears to be like emotional pain at like just being overwhelmed by the emotions of that song. It really gives you an appreciation for that song. Well,
0: it's, it's, it's a band that does things like that is why there are two weird people on opposite sides of the country starting a fan podcast about a band, you know?
1: No, no kidding. Because if you're part of like the Five Iron Frenzy family, you have this feeling like I'm part of something that is amazing and it's something that means so much to me. But it's also something that no one would ever understand. No one, like, gathers around a band as strong... I don't know if you can hear the motorcycle outside. I'm sorry. Um, no one gathers about around a band as strongly as Five Iron fans. And they share this emotional connection. Like I've said before, you've got people from all different walks of life. You've got crazy hippies and super conservatives, the ultra-religious and the ultra-atheist. And they all gather together and they all feel some sort of connection to this music. It's not just the music. It's the emotions behind it. It's totally. so powerful. God, I'm geeking out hard.
0: <laughs> well, let's see. What... Uh... <laughs> Maybe we should move on to a different topic.
1: Before I start before, crying yeah, a little before girl? Before we
0: both start bawling like little girls.
1: Uh, let me rephrase that because I don't think it's PC to say like little girls. Um, start bawling because I, I don't think you're supposed to associate crying Balling with girls Bawling like anymore. a gangster. Word. Yeah. That flowed too well. We are too... We we're. I want to say we're too white, but I want to be PC, PC again. We're way too white to say things like word and bawling. I mean, we were
0: talking about the one black guy in the Clemson picture. I think we can...
1: Yeah, they really can get away with it. they're not gonna get offended now. Um, they they would have already turned it off. I mean, I think they've already
0: probably. I don't think anybody's listening now because we've been pretty offensive with, you know, the little things we have talked about South Park and everything. You know.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, this is our rough episode, guys. Like, don't listen to this yeah. with our parents.
0: This yeah, totally. Like, and don't listen to this episode with your kids either.
1: No, because we we mentioned that people are black, yeah. and we also mentioned that South Park exists. So if you're trying yeah. to hide that from your kids, ugh. I,
0: and I said Fakakta.
1: Oh no. Mark. <laughs> Alright, so what do you want, you want, what do you want to move on to? Do you want to talk about Five Iron Songs? Like, the ones we're listening to now?
0: I mean, I've just kind of got Engine of a Million Plots on repeat right now. Just in my car.
1: We can talk about that.
0: I mean, a lot of times when I'm listening to music now, it's it's background noise. Like, if I'm just driving or something, you know... I if I if I want to listen to music and connect with it like really hardcore connect with it I go to shows.
1: Really, you don't, you don't get that same connection from CDs after a while. CDs,
0: um, songs. I, I do it first,
1: but okay.
0: it kind of wears away after a while. Like when I first got EOMP, I listened to it all the time and I really connected with it. But now it's just kind of like I listen to it and I can kind of recapture that feeling. But it's I mean it's really just like chasing the dragon because. It's not going to get that initial high. I mean, I'm going to have to go to a show, which I'm excited because I'm going to the Jacksonville, Florida show. So anybody that's there, say hey to me. Be
1: yes, nice to me. Interview them on the spot. Pull your phone <laughs> out. Um, it's funny you mention that though because I'm I'm similar in a lot of ways, but I'm also pretty different. So I will get emotionally. Con- uh, I'll start out an album, usually a new album from a band I love. I'll hate it. Uh, Engine, of Mil- Engine of a million plots. I can talk. I didn't care for that album when it first came out. Now I love it um, Streetlight Manifesto, my other favorite band, every project they came out with, I didn't care for it at first, but then I really became in love with it. Um, and it's because I have to develop that emotional connection. And then I really, like you said, I'm chasing that drag. I'm I'm on that high from the album and I really love it. And then it fades, but then I'll kind of come back to it after a while. Like, and it's usually not the whole album, it's specific songs. So I'll pick a song from the album and that will be my like anthem for the week. I'll dig through it. I'll try to pick out everything I can, read the lyrics, uh, read people's interpretations of the lyrics. And then it will kind of make me emotionally reconnect with the music. And I'll find, um, like even old five iron songs. I was telling you recently, um, giants, when I first heard giants, I did not care for it. It was a good three or four years before I actually started liking that track. And then when I started to like it, I really dug it apart. And still to this day, if I, if I'm in that mood, like if I want to be in that, like, angry political mindset I will go back to that song and and it's just it brings back everything so I can I don't need to go to a show a show certainly helps with uh connecting emotionally but certain songs hit at certain times and it really does it for me
0: yeah you know I I feel like that about a, a lot of the songs like um Spartan is a good example of a song that I I didn't like at first but then it I don't know it's just something about it connected to me I think it's
1: this will be interesting. Uh, you're talking about Spartan. It's probably one of my least listened to Five Iron songs. No, Not for any specific reason, but...
0: Well, I think it's the the line where, where he says, you know, he's like cold and unconcerned or anything but new. Uh, he said, love endures all things and it hurts to think he's right. Yeah, like, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it, I've... I don't know. I've been there before. That, like, that way of thinking before and that... I guess that emotional state before, so I like, it just, I don't know. It just like, it's that song has always kind of like, I don't know. It's given me a sense of like somebody, somebody else out there, like, and I know that of course, statistically, like somebody else has gone through everything we've gone through, but it's nice to know that, you know, that somebody has felt that same way and come out on the other side
1: yeah and it's really interesting that you uh pull this song up because this is like I said it's probably one of the ones I've listened to the least um and looking at just look at the lyrics now I'm like, how have I not connected with the song before this point like limping through the world there's a knowing look or two is it just cripples here who understand the truth why is love so painful? why do we always lose like even just those simple lines like you yeah. feel the emotion man i I think you just chose what my new favorite song for the week is right and I think I'm gonna <laughs> If my computer will continue working, I will continue reading the lyrics. That's a good one. What did you think of that album,
0: Electric Boogaloo? Yeah. Um. You know, I I like it for the sake of nostalgia, but I think I played it out. Like, I think I listened to it so much that there are only a couple of songs on there that I want to listen to anymore. And then, like, sometimes I really want to listen to Spartan or Eulogy. Um, and then pre ex girlfriend is always a lot of fun. You know? Oh yeah. But And then, you know, like, Plan B is fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, Vultures, I think, yeah, those that handful of songs are the ones that stick out to me.
1: The one that I like from the album is Juggernaut. Um, that is a the, good one. There's the part where it kind of slows down a little bit, and, uh, the, and I May Sink Before I Swim. Reese's voice is so high, and I just envy him so bad that he can hit those notes so high. And when he hits the high notes, he puts such power behind it, and, like, it's almost... I, I almost like it more when he pulls back the power and kind of almost flips into his falsetto. Like, um, and that's an example or in the piano breakdown of, uh, it was a dark and stormy night. The dude, the dude's got some serious talent and like, I just, ah, I'm fangirling out hard. You should probably stop me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the beginning of proof that the youth are revolting when they come oh yeah, and they're playing the final countdown and he goes and hits those really high notes. Yeah.
1: How <laughs> is a man capable of that? I love it. Uh, but the reason I asked you about... Well, how Electric is a man Bo-
0: capable of that? It's that spandex they were wearing.
1: Oh, that'll do it. I need to get some spandex. My voice will improve. Or I'll just sound like a, a girl and I'll be wearing spandex. <laughs> <laughs> but the the reason I asked you about Electric Boogaloo is that a lot of the fans call that their favorite album. The band, if you watch the documentary, calls it their favorite album. And that surprised me big time. Yeah? Yeah. Um, that and I think a lot of it has to do with the sound of the album. I think they like the sound better than the uh, old ska roots True. and the. And I think, I, I think, uh, all the hype money can buy is probably considered the the worst album by most. Um, I I just found it interesting that that's that's her favorite.
0: Th- and That was I mean that was Micah's least favorite song was Giants. Remember? So.
1: it wasn't his least favorite. He's the one he said they couldn't play live. His oh, least right, favorite right. was uh, was it um, it's from Upbeats and Beatdowns. Oh, yeah, yeah. Waking uh, Life. Waking Life. Faking Life, not Waking Life. Uh, Sorry.
0: You know, I think, though, I think even though I don't... I don't know. Maybe Electric Boogaloo is my favorite album from Five Iron. Although, there's still, like, this big, you know, like, warm spot in my heart where uh, where our newest album ever sits because that was the first one I ever bought, you know?
1: That was not the first one I ever bought, but it was the first one I really got into. Um, And, yeah. And I think... I wonder, would the album be as amazing to us if it weren't uh, tagged with Every New Day at the end like that uh, that song changes the whole album
0: you know what's interesting is when I first got that album I didn't really like Every New Day when I was younger but I think it's because I was young and immature and as I once I started hearing like the recordings of them playing it live and realized how much it meant to them I started paying attention to it and then it came to mean a lot to me just like it does to every other fan
1: I got into that song because uh, it got some pretty decent radio play here in Albuquerque. Um, actually, Five Iron in general got a lot of. I mean, like Sucker Punch was number one for a while. Um, same with uh, Flowery Song. They they really reached up in our local charts. Um, and so I got into Every New Day for that. The album as a whole, like, I mean, there are some songs in there that are not my favorite. Like Litmus, I, I'll never think it's my favorite song. Um, <laughs> I but there are some good like ones. Litmus. I'm starting to now only because I I didn't like it and I never listened to it. So now when I listen to it, it's newer than all the other music to me. So I'm weird. dude. I'm obsessed with the band. So like I, I go through a weird period. I don't understand myself.
0: You know, going back to Electric Boogaloo, there were there is this YouTube channel called Britannic and they became kind of Internet popular when they made this. Uh, video that is, it's uh, the award, uh, what is it called? It's called Award-Winning, uh, Academy Award-Winning Movie Trailer. And it's basically like, it follows the formula for every Academy Award-Winning movie trailer. And so they just made a trailer for a movie that doesn't exist. That's great. But, so instead of instead of inserting lines from a movie, they said what the intention of the line is or what kind of line it is. So at the beginning is like a toast, establishing me as the wealthy protagonist who is handsome. And at one point, uh, he says uh, explicitly stating the moral of the story while awkwardly working in the movie title. And oh, that's then great! Movie title appears you know, on the screen, and so it, uh, that cracks me up. But I, I watched a bunch of their videos, and in their early videos, at the end, it like it just cuts to a picture of the two the two guys that do the videos, and can you hear the bells are ringing far, far away? Yeah, so far, far that, away. It, it just, plays. It's playing. Yeah, like the the Can you hear the bells are ringing part of the song Far, far away plays at the end of their videos. That's weird. Not anymore, weird. but in their old videos, and these guys, like their recent videos, they've had like Joss Whedon and Nathan Fillion in their videos.
1: No kidding. Yeah. Huh. You know what I'm sick of seeing, and this has actually gotten into the Five Iron World. I'm sick of seeing like. Digimon or, like, Yu-Gi-Oh clips or, like, whatever anime they're using with the song in the background. What is it with that fad? What song? The one I the one I know of um, is Daylight by Brace Saint Saturn. I just recently got into Brace Saint Saturn pretty hard. And so I looked up Daylight because everyone said it's, like, the most powerful song. So I looked up Daylight and all I could find was, like, Kingdom Hearts footage <laughs> with the song playing in the background. And they try to, like, make a story to oh. the, with, like, anime clips, and I thought it was, like, a weird thing that one fan did. Dude, it's a thing. There, If you look for any sort of song, you can find some music video made up of nothing but anime clips. That's bizarre. What is that?
0: Why Dude. is, it, well, AMVs have been around, anime music videos have been around forever, but oh. to that song specifically?
1: Yes, you should look it up. Like, I'm gonna send you a link if I can find oh it. Oh
0: my gosh, that's bizarre. So, a bunch of AMVs to Daylight by Brave Saint Saturn which that song is really powerful yeah dude but you just kind of have to not watch Pokemon clips I guess
1: Um, Daylight I didn't hear the song for the first time until about a year ago and when I first listened to it I didn't listen to the words didn't I just heard um, that powerful scream he does at the end yeah still probably my favorite Reese Roper moment of all time is that that scream at the end
0: I mean it sounds like he's like his mind is breaking, you know it's it's really powerful.
1: yeah, oh, like speaking of concept albums, um, yeah, it's um the concept in that album is really cool. and hearing it dis- or not that album but their uh, their discography is really interesting to see um how it progresses, like being lost, feeling hopeless, gaining hope again, using the sun um, as as that that image. I love it so hard I found this link I'm gonna send it to you on that right now I think it's Kingdom. yeah it's Kingdom Hearts footage AMV yeah like you said AMV videos are the thing apparently that the kids are doing and so there's an AMV video for Daylight by Brave Saint Saturn
0: whoa I'm gonna watch this
1: dude you have to I'm gonna pop it up too yeah dude this is so bizarre I'm watching it right now this is so weird man alright <laughs> And then the side panel, you can see daylight vibration and Saturn, and it's a picture of a woman with bleeding eyes.
0: This, okay, this is already really weird.
1: No kidding, right? The,
0: okay, the music doesn't make sense with the images they're showing. Except no, like, like the- Tonally, it does. like, like, they're showing, like... You know, sepia tone. People sitting on a bench. And somebody carrying somebody. I see. You know, a guy walking into a city. Two kids laying in a field. Uh, what is going on?
1: This is bizarre. And most of it is just like emotional shots of the character looking like sad. Well, now that they're singing "Daylight," he's running through the ocean. Wait, now he's being drowned. I don't understand this at all. <laughs> By the way, we could use feedback. Is it interesting wa- listening to us watch music videos? <laughs>
0: but man, that's bizarre.
1: Here's what I hate the most about it, is that they actually take dialogue from the game and mix yes! it in with the song.
0: it was mi- There was dialogue mixed in. I didn't understand things.
1: We oh all know gosh. why we're listening to we're watching this video. It's not for the video. It's because we don't own the album no, and YouTube's our way it's of taking totally it.
0: totally because we want to see somebody's emotional connection to Kingdom Hearts
1: and daylight I don't know dude I don't understand it but so like there are are you saying there are multiple
0: Kingdom Hearts videos to this song
1: no I've only seen this one I don't know
0: oh okay I thought you were saying it's a thing to this song
1: no like in general I didn't know that AMVs were a thing until oh, this no, they're and,
0: totally they've been around for forever man it's it's actually kind of annoying
1: When it ends, when he says, uh, daylight, I am coming home, it's Goofy and Donald hugging him. (laughs) (laughs) Emotions never lie, Studios. If you're out there, please reach out to us and tell us what you're going for with this video, please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, you know, just as a side note, I would love to see, like... The story that's in Brave Saint Saturn, you know, like the, the story about like astronauts being lost, you know, coming home. I would love to see that made into a, like a movie or, or even a short film called Brave Saint Saturn or something.
1: Yes. Or a a written story, a blog post, anything. I would love to get inside that and understand what's going on um, from the writer's perspective. Yeah. That, that, that stuff is powerful. It's Brave Saint Saturn is hit or miss for me. They have some super powerful songs and they have some I don't care about. I mean, so I, you
0: tell me you don't love Space Robot 5 uh, or or then, The Shadow of Death.
1: Um, I, I like those. I don't care for the Michael W. Smith cover as much, which is what, Rocket Town, right? But they do have some amazing songs. They have Daylight um, Invictus, however you say it. I don't know. Not very cultured. Um, that song is amazing. Under Bridges, I'll always like, even though Reese has since then kind of taken back the lyrics. Um. I dig a lot of their stuff. They have some really powerful stuff. But, like I said, I won't, I won't, I I won't listen to a beginning to end. I'll just pick out the songs I like. But, um, and you said, weren't you, didn't you say you were into Roper?
0: No, 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 no. I, I, uh, had just, I, there were a couple of songs that I enjoyed, but, you know, I I enjoyed that cover of Still the One.
1: You know, I have, like, a little bit of, From what I understand, the whole Five Iron Frenzy mania that exists now. So Five Iron Frenzy used to have a message board. And I guess the kids would convene and talk about Five Iron on there. They had a chat back in the day when that was a thing. Um, But what really, I guess there was a Roper message board called the Roper board. And a lot of the kids that we know in Five Iron apparently used to be part of this Roper board. And there's still like a dedicated group of the Roper board fans who are like a sub culture or bonded culture. If you want to be PC um, there, they are a uh, part of that. And they're still like clean together as a roper board. I don't know. I, well, you know, I I think that there is some, there's some
0: power. Uh, there's some powerful bonds that can be formed on, uh, f- on forum websites. You know, like I used to, uh, I used to, when it was still around back in the day, like when I was in high school and early on in college, uh, for a while, I was the number one posting member of GoodCharlotteSucks.com.
1: Oh, and dude, you should be so proud of that.
0: <laughs> I, I was. I, I, I still am kind of proud of that. But, I mean, I still kind of keep in contact with one of the people from that forum. So, yeah. you know, it, it's what? just kind of like we, you know, the the website kind of came to a terrible end because it got hacked or something. I don't know. It was um. it was like it was hacked and it doesn't even exist
1: anymore it's really sad it's funny you mentioned that gaining like getting a connection to people through a message board i met a girlfriend through the five iron frenzy kickstarter group like moved across the country i was with her obviously that shit the bed oh i cursed that's the first hi, time hi, I'm cursing.
0: All right. <laughs> first time you've cursed on this show awesome
1: <laughs> i guess it takes talking about past relationships to bring out the the cursing of me but yeah that's weird i think like i said there's like I think a few couples from the Five Iron group, which is so funny. Like, they're Five Iron power couples.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I knew a guy in high school who uh, met a girlfriend on the Five Iron forums. So, you know.
1: as beautiful. They should have gotten married at one of the shows. That would have been well, they, way poetic. They
0: didn't. They broke up. But
1: Oh, well, there's other fish in the sea. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just like that Fillmore song says. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you know what song I'm talking about? Fishy? I don't. <laughs> have you ever heard Fishy? Oh my gosh. Hold on. No,
1: we have to pull it up.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this to you. Did you ever listen to Fillmore?
1: Um, only whatever I heard on the radio and here and there. Ne- never like bought an album. But we're listening to a, a song by Fillmore called Fishy. Um, And like most Christian music, you have to throw in some scripture before. Oh, wow.
0: so my first exposure to this song was uh was the youth group i was in was kind of this uh edgy youth group you know back in the day it was called x church right and um and i have to turn this down because it's really loud in my ear so there the band in x church you know there was this guy who would uh lead the songs and, and like actually the first time i ever heard a cake song was them practicing by playing that song, like warming awesome. up, you know, during their practice time by playing the song "Stick Shifts and Safety Belts." Nice. So by Cake. So there's actually um, they, the my first exposure to this song was this guy from that youth group playing this song, you know, because it, it and I always liked it because it gives it that uh, that part of the song where it speeds up. If you haven't heard the song "Fishy" by Thelmore, you should listen to it. Because it's remarkably silly.
1: Mark, I, I don't think you're you're stating the most important point. They can't just see the video for Fishy by Fillmore. They have to see the Finding Nemo. You need to
0: see the Finding Nemo
1: version of of Fishy.
0: Speaking yeah. of AMVs and them using Kingdom Hearts, yeah, we just I found home with Finding Nemo. I just picked a random one and sent it to you,
1: so that's awesome. <laughs> That could not be more perfect <laughs> I'm sorry. it's like what is this what is this did they do an anime it's I, funny Nemo <laughs> swanky monkey uh good job on the funny Nemo music video it's interesting I guess I guess because it says fish they have to put I put this is so weird <laughs> wait the lyrics of the song are super inspired too.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus has a girl for me. She's everything I want her to be.
1: <laughs> no, wait. Jesus has a girl for me. I know he does. Because he told me in his word, the, the Bible.
0: Bible. <laughs> the desires of my heart. He'd give me every good and perfect gift we know is from above. You have to include the, scrip- the scripture reference there, of course. Of course. <laughs> well, it's, Wow, this song is gold. Yeah, it's it's comedic gold. And I mean, it's kind of fun, too. It's a little catchy.
1: Now I- now I know Jesus loves me and I am so in love with him. But there's a that different like...
0: kind of love, love, love that I've been thinking of.
1: <laughs> Dude, this has like this. We have to reference the South Park episode. This sounds like something they would do to make fun of this kind of stuff. <laughs>
0: oh, God. Jesus loves
1: me and I'm so in love with him. I think that's ripped directly from the South Park I episode. I feel
0: like it might be. Um <laughs> Well, let's see. So far this episode, we've talked about the fact that Carmen's still a thing. We've talked about Five Iron Songs that really uh, make us fangirl out. Uh, We've talked about some controversy and some new stuff coming out. And we've even talked about uh, AMVs. I think that pretty much wraps up the episode, which was, it was at least a fun conversation, uh, especially since our other plans fell through.
1: And not not only that, like, I really think this is what 5 friends might want to hear is us geeking out because that's what they do. Totally. And they just they just need other people to validate their feelings. The
0: FrenzyCon forums are full of everybody geeking out about Doctor Who, which... And, uh, <sighs> and you know, unicorns and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it, we're all a bunch of nerds and that's why totally. we are friends and thank God we found each other yeah (laughs) we we found we have found our tribe the five iron family is your tribe and you have found it
1: yes and you can never leave by the way
0: no if you do we'll kill you exactly I just I just threatened everybody
1: um, I hope they knock on your door this week,
0: man. I, I hope they don't, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: we heard you threaten to kill 1300 people simultaneously.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, Ooh, that's really scary. <laughs>
1: right? You ever heard of fire and frenzy? Let me explain this to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have any closing cool. remarks, Huggins? No, man. I think that's good. Um, we're digging what we're doing here. We're having a lot of fun. Uh, I hope people are listening. I hope they're enjoying it. Um, like always, please give us the feedback cause, uh, we're having a lot of fun doing this.
0: Definitely. I'm, I'm really enjoying doing this show. We want to hear from you guys. What do you want us to talk about? Uh, you know, who do you want us to talk to? See if we can land some interviews. Uh, please give us some feedback. Of course we post the episode in FrenzyCon where everybody can see it. You can also follow us on Twitter. It's at HyperDie show. You can email us hyperdiepodcast at com. The show is of course available on iTunes. Please subscribe. Give us a five star review and uh, you can also listen online, stream, or download at RootDoctorMedia.com dot com slash hype or die. Um, oh, and uh, don't forget, Huggins also has his podcast of his own. It's called The Sinking Ship. So maybe check it out. It is definitely not safe for work, for your yes. kids, for your parents, your pets, or uh, it's not safe for you either. I listen to it, but don't listen to <laughs> it. You know?
1: Like if. If there was something beyond not safe for work, that would be what our podcast is. If you really just want to like, if you have a degenerate side to you and you want to connect with other degenerates who are not afraid to share their, their delinquency, I don't know.
0: Yeah, you really are. A degenerate, go listen to it. A hopeless. Degenerate. Dude.
1: Oh, you have no idea. Oh, you might. Cause you've listened to the podcast. I, I have
0: listened. I submitted some pretty awful questions to your questions episode.
1: So then we answered them.
0: Yeah, you did. You, you did. You did. Ronald Reagan of the backstreet boys. That was my question.
1: <laughs> yeah we we had some we had some interesting ones that yeah definitely give us a listen we're uh we're kind of revamping things right now we lost a member got some new equipment we're looking to to get it going again so yeah uh we you can find us at uh soundcloud.com slash the sinking ship we're also on itunes just search sinking ship um we have a facebook page come like us yeah we it's fun stuff
0: well cool well, that's that's it for hyper die until next time uh you know don't be stupid
1: never change We want to forget you just how you are. Or, you know, you can change,
0: too. Like, those clothes are starting to smell really bad, and I think you should wash them.